0: Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Joshua, and this is Fusion Fantasy Football. No, this is not next week tonight because we're not doing next week tonight's anymore this season. We're done with that. It's not worth it, it's not beneficial. And we're not getting the advantage out of it anymore. And so we're moving on. Now, I tried to get you guys something for rest of season last week. And I realized I probably, probably didn't get into winning moves as much as I did for the losers out there. But that's okay, because more of us are losers than winners. So I was just trying to help more people than not, right? Get it? Uh, but no, there were definitely some things. There was more principles than specific plays for the winners uh, but we're going to be moving on this week. And look, I've been ahead of the game, ahead of the curve, week if not weeks ahead of everybody else all season long. And so I'm going to be, I'm going to be ahead of everyone else in taking my victory laps and reviewing all the ways I was right all season. That's what this episode is. I'm telling you right up front, I'm warning you right up front. Look, you're listening to this on what, Friday, Saturday? What, what am I gonna tell you right now at this point that's really gonna actually help your your fantasy team? Let's get real here, all right? The way you would've helped your fantasy football team is if if you'd been listening all season. Like, you're not helping your team then. You're helping your team if you'd listen to me week one and gotten some of the players I was talking about then, week three, four, five, that's when you know I could have helped your team. Now your team is what it is. Best of luck. I don't even know what what's the point other than sit-starts, and I could try and do a sit-start. I considered it. Maybe when we get into the actual playoffs, but right now you, you know what you've got to do. You're looking at your schedule. You know who you've got to beat to get into the playoffs, to stay in the playoffs. If you're already locked in, you already know to be looking ahead, to be checking out. If you're having to stream defenses to be to looking out ahead and making sure you have things lined up. You you know what to do already. Week twelve, there's a lot of lot of teams out on bye. This is the last buy, big bye week. So I'm sure you already had everything figured out already. And if you didn't, it's too late. Waivers already ran. You should have already picked up Jonathan Williams who just scored a touchdown, right? So I was struggling all week. What what am I supposed to even talk about this week? Well, you know what I'm going to talk about? I told you already. I'm going to talk about how I was right and you should have listened. And that's what this episode is. Let's go. So my first episode of the official 2019 season was actually the first episode for, uh, it was pre-week one, okay? It was for week one. Uh, Next week, tonight's had not necessarily started, but it it was next week, if you know what I mean. It was kind of a weird week, and I I did talk about that um, in the episode, and the next episode was we skipped right to week three because of course it was next week so if you're looking at kind of what I talked about it's kind of like well what happened to week two well I kind of talked about week two in this first episode but also I was talking about moves to be making um, still going into the season as a whole and I gave you a couple names that you should have been going after and if you had like I have in many of my leagues It would have helped you greatly. Austin Hooper. Tight end one for pretty much most of the season, right? Now, he's out now. He might be back in the next week or two. He could be back for your fantasy playoffs. But he probably got you into contention. And yeah, I told you, I tried to tell you, he was fourth most targets in 2018. Fourth most receptions. Sixth most targets. He had gotten better every single season season and I told you just just go get him there was no reason why he was outside of the top 10 he was outside of the top 10 tight ends and I'm not the only smart one lots of smart people were obvious on Austin Hooper because that's how obvious it was I was just trying to tell you guys just trying to point it out the next one is Austin Eckler I told you he's underrated it's not going to be long that he's no longer underrated. And not only that, this goes just this goes beyond me just calling Eckler good for the beginning of the season. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. This was me being right on the entire Charger running back situation from day negative two. Because I was already on getting rid of and selling Melvin Gordon because he was a risk. I was thinking of risk for 2020, this was dynasty advice, but I was already on that. And so when the news came out, I had already thought about it, I was already on it, and I immediately said, okay, go get Eckler, draft Eckler, and redraft. And of course, in dynasty, I I was saying get Justin Jackson, because at that point, he was still obtainable, but Eckler's value had just skyrocketed. Now, I probably should have said, just go ahead and pay up for him anyway, because he was worth it. But in redraft and and so on, I was absolutely saying, he was my running back. This is going to sound almost bad because of how good he's been, but he was my running back 16 for the season, for the entire season. And that was really high for most people. He's running back three currently as we go into this week 12. He's running back three, and he's still producing. So Austin Eckler, early in many of my leagues that I drafted this season, I hope you did too. Same thing. Zeke, Zeke Elliott. I was on it from the beginning. I said he's going to play, keep drafting him high, as I did everywhere. And some of my better teams have Zeke on them because I got him for cheap either uh, at a discount in an auction or sixth overall in a Dynasty startup. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. That's where I was getting him. That's where you should have been too. I nailed both of these situations. Now that we've established I'm a genius, we're moving on. No, but really, it just was a matter of looking at the facts and saying what the most likely uh, outcomes and what the most likely choices they would make were going to be. And I fully admitted, look, I don't know, especially with Melvin Gordon, I don't know what what his situation is financially, how much he can take personally. I don't know these things. And so he did come back a little earlier than I thought. But I still thought Eckler had and would have, and I was right, he still has had value. Also, I did point out, we're, we're going to keep moving here, and I can't just sit on these two. You've heard me talk about them. I talked about nothing but Eckler and Melvin Gordon and then Zeke's situation in the in, in basically all of August. So we're going to keep moving. Patriots defense. We, we Here to go. First episode before the season, we saying, look... Yeah, I we, I like Sony Michelle. I did say that. I admit it. I'm not always right, but I said, look, what's being missed here in all the talk about wide receivers and Sony and which running back it's going to be? What's being missed is just how good this defense is going to be. Boom, there it is, right there. Okay. Now week seven was just like seven points or something in ESPN standard, but after that they went off and they were a number one player regardless of position they were a top 10 player as a defense so we you all know how that's been whether you had to play against them or whether you had them the patriots have been have been great moving on week three which was of course you have to keep this in mind when i talk about what week three was this was my podcast for week three. The week two games had not been played yet when I made my episode for week three because I was trying to tell you what moves to make for week three as a result of week two before week two happened. That's the point of next week tonight if you're new here, but there's, there's no one new here. And we'll get to that, but that's the point. There's no one new here. It's all the same people. Half of you stopped listening because I'm just talking about how right I've been. But I make this podcast for me. Week three, I asked the question, how long until Sutton takes over as the number one in Denver? Well, starting in week three, he has scored double-digit points Every single week since then. He was so cheap at that time. Man. Yep. There you go. Uh, Aaron Jones. I was saying. You should get him now. I, I thought he might have a bad week against Minnesota. He actually had a, a really big game. So there was never a buy low. At least not at that time. But. I was, he was definitely certainly someone I was saying you could get. And if if you saw that coming. You maybe could have got him before the week two games and before he went off. I was saying buy the Tampa Bay receivers, I was never, look, I held in there and I was on there. The beginning of the season, things looked bad in Tampa Bay for Winston, for the receivers. I hung in there. I kept advising go buy them as we'll see, as we'll talk about. Sure enough, Evans blew up that week three. Godwin had a bad week that game. But he he's had some big weeks and just double digit points ever since. So there you go. Hope you were listening. DK Metcalf, all the way back there. I was saying go get him. Now it didn't it didn't happen as big as we wanted right away, but uh, it it's coming on now, and I mm-hmm. continued to advise getting him. And even here, week three, I was saying, look, Wolfers too cheap. Why, why is he so cheap? All right. The big game's coming, guys. It's coming. We were almost there. Now, week three, I also had some streamers. What I do is a lot of time in these episodes, it was I give like not just streamers, but also moves to make. So those were the moves. Now these are the streamers. Winston, I was saying, he could have a great comeback. Week three, and sure enough, he had 20-something point week three. Week four, since that point forward, he's been one of the better quarterbacks for fantasy. I had Marvin Jones. And and he actually didn't have a great week, but he's been a solid flex from then on. I told you yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Stream Frank Gore because I I don't know how I missed this. But in previous weeks, I was saying but i I was so excited about the other guys for the week one. I forgot to mention how week one I was also saying, "Hey, sell Singletary." Yeah, and I know that sounds bad right now, but you probably could have bought him back. And I'm still not convinced. We'll keep watching him. I'm still not convinced. I know everyone loves Singletary right now. He's had some decent game. He's there's so many court, there's so many running backs who've done what he's done in these games. In the situation he's in right here jonathan williams i mean singletary has not had a game any better than what jonathan williams is having right now on thursday night so why in the world are we saying he's okay i'll just move on anyway i told you gore is going to get the work and he did throughout the first half of the season right and right here here it is is a player i was on about just before anyone else Last season, in a super deep league, I picked him up because, hey, he was there. The depth chart, I don't know. I'm not a scout. But it just looked like an interesting situation and player. And Will Disley. And he showed out. And so this week, it's the same situation. And I'm looking at him like, well, he's back. He's healthy. I don't don't get what the problem is. We should probably pick this guy up. Sure enough, he scores points. And all the film football people are telling me, well, he's really not that good. Well, I don't care. He scores points. We'll talk next week, week four. Let's move on. Week four. Again, Will Disley. Hey, uh, guys, he's got a great matchup week three and four, and he's scoring points. Why? Who cares if he's supposedly a good football player or not? (laughs) He's scoring points, and uh, Russell Wilson is his quarterback, so... There you go. That was the last chance you had to add him when people were still underestimating him. After that, they weren't anymore. And he had a few more great weeks for you. And then, yeah, he got injured and you don't have any anymore. But so what? You got points those weeks out of him. That's the point. So week four, again, I said, and keep in mind when I say week four, week three games still had not happened So that's why I was saying with Disley, he has a good week three and week four matchup because three still hadn't happened. So I was telling you to pick up Will Disley for two weeks before he even had his big week three game. Just just saying, okay? Winston, Mike Evans, buy low. There you go. Will Fuller, undervalued. There you go. Streamer Frank Gore, week three. There you go. Matthew Stafford, undervalued. Go ahead, get him. Great stream week three and four. Yeah, Boom, there you go minnesota vikings receivers are buys because they can't keep this up they're gonna to have to pick up the offense in the passing game i probably shouldn't there should have had something about buying kirk too because kirk cousins has been i mean not a he's not gonna win your matchup but he's not gonna lose it either he's been doing it ever since what week four or five just like i was saying because this is always ahead of the game so week five Week four games hadn't happened yet, and I'm telling you guys, go get Will Fuller, Corlett and Sutton, Michael Gallup. These are the kind of high upside wide receivers with the high with the the good air yards and weighted opportunity. And sure enough, that week, week five, and remember I said this before week four had games had played, and before the week five games, obviously. But in week five, Will Fuller went off for 53 points. Sutton went off for 19. Gallup went off for 24. Okay. All right. And then, again, in week six, I would say make sure Gallup's owned because he was coming back off of injury in uh, week four, you know, previous before that. Again, I say week six, week five's games hadn't happened. Then he scored the points. Then you couldn't just add him for free anymore. Too bad. Also, that's a week we started to get some rumblings about Melvin Gordon coming back a little early. And I was saying, okay, then buy Eckler. Buy Eckler. And that, was a, that would have been a great decision if you'd done it. I hope you did. Week seven, before the week six games, I was saying, hey, Christian Kirk, he's almost back. Double check, just like Gallup, he's almost back. Double check. He's almost free. There you go. I was saying bye Kyler Murray. He survived his beginning season schedule. And he's blossomed. I'd be in the playoffs in one league if I just had the guts to keep him in there against San Francisco, basically. I should have. I should have. But I didn't. I hope you did. Kyler Murray, I told you. Go ahead and go get him. Derek Henry... After uh, I was talking to uh, George on our, our buddy, George, and we had that midseason draft, which uh, I'm doing pretty well in that league right now. But we talked about, hey, maybe Derrick Henry's a bit of a value. And he's been he's been super consistent for you. And also, lastly, here's a guy who was saying in week seven, you should be buying John Brown because he's very undervalued right now. In fact, I was telling you to go get John Brown in your dynasty leagues in March before free agency opened. Now, I was a little, little skeptical and disappointed he went to Buffalo, but I still understood that that situation could work out for him, and it has. I'm, I don't care what you say, George. I'm going to take the victory lap on John Brown because... He has been as consistent as you can be in all the major metrics about uh, workload, target share, all of these great details. He, he shows up on all of these lists. John Brown, the ultimate flex wide receiver. And even better than that, he put up a 42-point game or something there the week last week. All right, so there you go. John Brown. Fantastic. Week 8. I had bad streamers week 8. Yeah, even I have bad weeks. But I gave you some pretty great transactions that week. I said, I reminded you guys to go after Metcalf. It's coming. It's coming. Sure enough, there it is. Uh, I believe that was right after we knew that Will Disley was hurt. And I was saying, look... This can help him. He was already getting a lot, tons of red zone targets. Sure enough, there it is. I brought up how you should be, you should be adding Dallas Goddard. And sure enough, there it goes. I reminded you guys that a piece of information in the news that was almost missed, which was Ben Watson got re-signed by the Patriots. And that offense right now really, really needs him. And he's gotten you some just solid points if you are streaming a tight end. And he'll still continue. It was also at this point I was saying, and this looked bad and then worked out. So I'm not really claiming that I knew something because I had no idea it was going to happen this way. But I was saying sell, I'd be willing to sell Austin Hooper high, right? Because he he had a harder schedule for tight ends toward the end of the season. Now, a couple weeks early later, when they traded Sanu away, I said, okay, scratch that. Hooper's locked in for work, but then he got injured. Hopefully he'll come back and help you win in the playoffs though. I also said emphatically sell David Johnson and uh, that that week going into the week eight games, he got injured in that game. That was the last time you could have sold David Johnson for value. Um, I hope you did again. That's why I'm doing this. Oh, okay. I keep having to hold back. I'll get there. I'll get there. We're going to talk about things big picture here when we get to the end. I just want to keep going over all these examples so you can get in your head just how right I've been. Okay, Kenyon Drake, week nine. I was saying trade for him. Now, I'll give a. I did think of this earlier in the season, but then I kind of let it go and then our friend to drink kind of reminded me so credit to drink you know genius needs some help every now and then so he reminded me about it i said oh yeah that's you're right we gotta buy Kenyon drake before the trade deadline now it's kind of funny because i was saying sell david johnson sell chase edmonds because the that that offensive that schedule for running backs was terrible for arizona now, ironically, Kenyon Drake ended up getting traded to Arizona, which which seemed a bit like a loss to me. Um, however, he had that great game, and you could have probably sold him, right? I hope you did. Again, I was just saying, again, Kyler Murray, the, he's got what looks like a hard schedule, but it's it's going to be better for him because they're not going to be able to just run the ball because, like I said, their their schedule was getting bad. For running the ball. So these things, this this is where it's not like the offense of a whole gets better or worse, but it's redistribution. And so it was gonna be more work pushed towards Kyler Murray, more points pushed towards Kyler Murray. And along those same lines, I was saying, Christian Kirk, go get him. He's coming back. He's the he's the number one wide receiver there. I was saying that at the beginning of the season, guys. And it didn't really show up immediately. But we we can go all the way back before the season. I was saying, you know, week one, this is the guy. He's going to be the number one. And he is now. He is. He absolutely is. Larry, I love you. But Larry's taken a step back. He hasn't had, had great games. And he's not the one now that Kirk is back in full. Finally, we see some of these mainstream fantasy sites and, and, and media outlets admitting this and saying, oh, you know, Kirk, Kirk's the one, I guess. Yeah, I know, I tried telling you. Oh my gosh, I'm so, so sick and tired of seeing the alerts come out from Yahoo, or ESPN or whatever or, or a sleeper alert of some tweet by some, you know, mainstream sports outlet saying something so terribly obvious that I was saying a weeks earlier or saying something that's just so completely wrong like uh I, oh, I don't know don't play Chubb versus the the Ravens and then it goes off 40 something points right uh and these these alerts they come out on your phone they're they're pushing it they're pushing it down your throat but it's late or wrong it's not good. I, again I have to keep holding back we'll get there we'll get there week nine advice those were my buys but I was saying Ty Johnson Chase Edmonds they look great they were kind of the hot items waivers and so on I said sell them especially Chase because I was saying look that's the same David that's the same ugly schedule David Johnson has that I was saying sell. right now here's the interesting thing those ones are easy It was at this point I started talking about running back stashes and I started talking about how we're almost to the point of the season where there's no point having that half-decent player on the bench. You you, you want guys like Christian Kirk with potential upside on their bench and you want running backs who, if, you you want handcuffs, basically. You want handcuffs. And the first one on the list was Jalen Samuels said you, you gotta go get Jalen Samuels he had been hurt but he was coming back healthy I said look you gotta get him he's while he's down and people were actually people were rostering Benny Snell ahead of Jalen Samuels stop it with Benny Snell what, what's this other guy's name Trey Edmonds or Trey Edwards or something like that he's playing over Benny Snell stop I know Benny Snell's hurt that's why but I don't care I'm gonna pretend it's because he's bad but I actually don't have to pretend that he's bad because he is bad and slow I don't get Benny Snell sorry Armstead was the other guy and of course Gus Johnson by which I meant Gus Edwards one of my rare mistakes i apologize but you know what i meant gus edwards so the funny thing about this was it was like i i listed off these high priority backups and the very next week jalen samuels had big value great awesome so then we skip ahead week 10 i say oh you got to get brian hill and again gus edwards so the very next week what happens devonta freeman injury everyone's all excited about Brian Hill now he didn't do much in week 11 but it's just I just think it's hilarious how it's like every every week here um one of them stepped up they were the next guy up right that's why we do it that's why I do it and i hope you you had those guys for free now i I didn't do anything in week 11. And of course, for my week 12, I didn't really do a next week. Tonight, I did a next, uh, you know, part of the season, rest of the season stuff. But what I wanted to get to, and I kept telling you, you kept me hearing me say, okay, I gotta hold back. I gotta hold back, all right. What I wanted to say and talk about is how you guys, I'm talking to you and you're, and you're wondering why, Josh, why why are you being so hostile? Like, okay, Josh, you doing okay? You do? no, I'm doing fine, guys. I really am. I'm, I'm having fun with this. I hope you understand that I I, I I completely just picked all my good calls, right? There were obviously bad calls in here, okay? Now, some of them I'm proud of were uh, the ones I was most emphatic about were the ones that hit, especially like early in the season when I was talking about Austin Hooper when I was talking about Eckler. I mean, those were things that I was just hammering and I was right on them. There was other ones I was I was hammering that were wrong, but there was other ones that, I mean, are you really gonna kill me for being wrong about uh what Pettis, right? Okay, Sony Michelle, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's these situations where the guys you bring up and it's like okay, there was plenty of ones I was right on I didn't bring up either, because again it was the same kind of thing. It was like okay, it it worked out. He had a good week. All right. I'm talking. I'm trying to talk about the plays that really impacted your season in multiple weeks. That's what I wanted to talk about here. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is why you guys aren't listening to this podcast. Now you're thinking, Josh, um, I am listening to this podcast well I'm not talking to you I'm talking to all the people who aren't listening to this which makes zero sense because they aren't going to hear this but I don't care because I do this for me if if I didn't do this for me I would have quit a long time ago because quite frankly not nearly enough of you actually listen to the podcast you're all liars You say you want high-quality predictions. You want winners. You want things that will actually help your football teams. You want innovative content. No, you don't. You want to be entertained. But when someone brings content that's ahead of the game and is helping you win and make winning moves week in and week out you don't care. you don't interact you don't share you don't even listen because that's not what you care about. you want your you want your news you want your uh, your jokes. I don't always come with jokes on this podcast. <laughs> I, I laugh at myself a decent amount uh, on this podcast. I will I will admit to that. Uh, no, but but seriously. and and really, in a way, this whole episode is nothing but a, a lit litmus, litmus test because if, if you're still here, you're awesome. Thanks so much for hanging with me throughout this season. I know this probably isn't the greatest production, Probably not always the clearest, well spoken whatever but hey i hope you have gotten something out of this i i'm not going to be probably able to do much next week for the thanksgiving games and then after that we're going to be going right into the playoffs so I, i'll probably have to figure out in the meantime and maybe you can give me some feedback i might have something up on maybe we will put a poll up or something like that at fusion ffb on twitter what what am i going to be able to do to help you guys out because at this point i had a lot of fun doing this this season because it was something i could do that was innovative um that that did i wasn't just doing what something else someone else is already doing and it's something i really look forward to to continuing like i'm definitely going to be doing next week tonight next season because what well, i just did this whole this whole episode this whole podcast the the point of that the point of this was not to just okay i could hear i could hear you josh i can hear crocker you know telling me not to to hurt my arm patting myself on the back i get it okay i get it that's not what the point of this the point of this was to legitimately point out how much of a benefit looking two weeks out actually was and this was an experiment i didn't know if it actually would be beneficial or not guys i literally did not know how much it would help so i did this mostly this is the product of me doing research into my experiment you know, every good experiment has its phases. You know, you, you plan it out, you carry it out, and then you evaluate it, right? And I evaluated it, and I said, and this is it. This was the product of my evaluation tonight. And I hope you heard it, and I hope you're looking forward to next season and actually digging into it next year, and maybe next year you have a little bit more faith, um, and you you actually make some of these moves more than you were throughout the season. Maybe you were listening, you were like, okay, that sounds nice, but I don't I don't see how that's really gonna necessarily happen or help me that much. And then a week or two later, boom, there it is, it's obvious. That was why I did this. And and also, again, like I said, I, I wondered how many people would actually stick through and listen to the whole thing. Um, if you did, if you got to this point, you're awesome. Tag me on Twitter. Hit me up on GroupMe. We still have the GroupMe chat, guys. It's the most awesome GroupMe chat there is. Uh, I will say, in our Clock Dodgers dynasty, you know who Clock Dodgers Neil is. He's been on here. I've been on his show now, finally. Um, on that dynasty league, the the four highest scorers are all in the fusion ffb chat coincidence i think not so if you want to get in on that if you wanted to get sit starts and i mean really that's what we do there i do it there i'm in there in they're saying guys should i start you know christian kirk or whoever and everyone's like guys it's christian kirk i'm like yeah you're right i knew that and he goes off for 40 years or something like that, right? Three touchdowns. It's not a. It's not just about me. It's not just Fusion FFB. Everyone's in there giving advice, and so a lot of a lot of really really smart people. So I'm going to open that up again to some invitations um, because that's probably where you'll get the best playoff advice specific to you and your team. And so I'm putting that invitation out there. If maybe this is the, f- I, this is the first time I brought it up in a while. But we have a Group Me chat that's just for Fusion FFB. Lots of cool people. T- DM me at Fusion FFB on Twitter or email me FusionFFB at gmail.com. That's how you get in. Guys, thanks for hanging out. If, if again, if you if you actually are still listening to this. Please tell me, please give me some kind of, some kind of feedback when I put up a poll or whatever, see what we want to do. Um, Mostly this was just, like I said, this is my season review because I do everything early. So I'm doing, I'm doing my season review early too. Get it? So this was just the product of my evaluations of of how it went. Um, Like I said, I don't want to get the wrong impression and think that this was just me just patting myself on the back. I mostly it, it was for myself to too it was cathartic to kind of to realize that, that this did work. and so um really happy about that. looking forward to doing it every week next season. same thing at least through probably around the same time Thanksgiving again. and uh, we'll, we'll try and refine it. I, I was funny as I'm looking through all my notes and everything. I slowly started to standardize how I did it as as the season went on. Um, that it can be a good and bad thing because maybe I, I'm losing out a little bit of innovation. I'm just kind of filling in the blanks every week, kind of thing. If when it becomes standardized, but on the other hand, it's it's nice to have a consistent pattern that that you as a listener can expect and and you know what's coming next and you know where we are, you know, in the show. But If there's any other ideas, we have an entire off-season to get better. And so get involved. Give me some feedback. And we'll get this even better and help you even more. All right, that's it. Did I hit my time? Yeah, I think we're good. Like as if I have a time that I'm trying to shoot for. Jeez, come on, guys. All right, see you guys.